Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Esports Wrap. I'm your host, Michael Amorgan, as per usual, and welcome to 2019. This is actually our first episode back since, well, the Chris- right before the Christmas holidays, and we're getting right back into it. Now, this is actually, this topic is actually a uh, fan requested one, which is, well, a little bit of a bummer, because we're talking about what's going on with activision and blizzard and it's not really good and there's the fact that i've been a long time blizzard lover um no we're not talking about dairy queen's blizzard we're talking about blizzard the game developer company and activision the company that bought them out in 2008 now yeah omega it's yeah it's it's not (laughs) <laughs> it's not great, I will admit. Um, okay, so here's the thing that really started this whole kind of chain process. Um, well, there's been a lot of different news articles recently that's been talking about executives leaving and uh, people getting fired, people leaving, severance packages, uh, things that they're doing with the staff. People being moved, esports essentially getting knocked off from Heroes of the Storm. And so, oh, things are just falling around me. Um, essentially, yeah, I was considering doing an episode and actually decided, you know what, let's do it. Especially since someone actively asked and said, hey, like, can you can you talk about this? So here we are. Now... Let's let's take a step back just a little bit to understand who Activision and who Blizzard are. So for the most part, Blizzard Entertainment, the company that owns and runs games such as Hearthstone, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, the war, well, and overall the Warcraft series, uh, Diablo and that series, Starcraft and that series, Heroes of the Storm, um, you know. These are games that have grown up with people. These are games that quite literally people have started out playing as a kid and are now adults and they're still playing. And Blizzard Entertainment was originally owned by a company called Vivendi, who have Vivendi Games. And Vivendi, well, they were known for certain games like uh, Barbie's Barbie's Team Gymnastics. We as the fans want to see <laughs> DBZ on the on the PS4. Ah, okay. I do have DBZ, um, but well, DBZ Fighters on the PS4. Perhaps this Friday, or actually, this uh, you know what? Sometime this week, I'll I'll play it. Um, and who knows? We might actually do some uh, viewer competitions. That said, Vivendi, they've made games like Barbie's Team Gymnastics, uh, Leisure Suit Larry, King's Quest V, um, The Mummy Returns video game, uh, Combat Medic, Special Ops, Omega saying that my dad got me Warcraft 3 for my Christmas gift and I loved it. I became a diehard fan from then on. That's kind of what I'm talking about right there. Like the Warcraft series on its own predates world of warcraft and that's an old game 
by many different standards. And I mean, then you have quite literally like the entire franchise has books, uh, merchandise, clothing line, like just it's mind exploding comic books even. Um, but Vivendi going back to them, like they also came up with Bomberman generation enclave, the thing, uh, Scorpion King, the rise of Akalan, Akadan, uh, Jurassic park. Um, Hulk, um, Iridian, Hunter, The Reckoning, uh, The Hobbit, The Zuvet, Spyro, The Dragon, Wings of Fury. Like, so essentially, because, I mean, I could even go into like uh, Bass, um, Bass Pro Shops, Trophy Hunter and stuff like that. But essentially, they made a lot of different games for things that were interesting back then. These are things like games that back when you still had to maybe buy like the old Game Boy cartridges or uh, CD-ROMs to play on your computer. Like, those were the games that used to come out back then. And, I mean, granted, up it was up until, I think, 2009. Yeah, I think it was 2009 that Blizzard kind of went away from the whole CD collection kind of thing and went more towards, you know, just getting stuff online with the Blizzard launcher now battle.net launcher because of activision and um yeah activision is going to activision activision is pretty much a company that has been buying other companies for some time now so for example 2019 they bought raven software 2098 sorry 2097 they bought raven software 2098 they bought pandemic studios um raven software you may have heard them from hexen uh, Heretic, uh, Soldier of Fortune, Quake 4. That's that's probably the one you probably heard it up from. Uh, Pandemic Studios was uh, Battlezone 2, Dark Reign 2. Uh, they also did some stuff. <laughs> I'll be getting to that area. Um, they also did th- um, deals with Marvel for um, Marvel Head Game Publishing, Di- um, Disney Interactive, LucasArts Entertainment, so on and so forth. 2019, I mean, sorry, 1999, they acquired Neversoft, best known for the Tony Hawk game series, and then acquired Expert Software, maker of Home Design 3D, which is kind of a weird one. Um, 2000, they invest, made an investment in um, Grey Matter Interactive to develop ID software, Wolfenstein 3D. Uh, 2001, they acquired rights to Columbia Pictures Film spider-man so that they could you know make games and stuff like that then they also acquired uh trach arch in 2002 so pretty much <laughs> every year they've pretty much been buying companies um i could go on like they in 2002 they buy on uh made an investment in infinity ward which made the medal of honor uh they acquired the axis which is the um time the studio behind dave Marrera Freestyle BMX. Um, they also did a, you know, a little agree- multi-year agreement with DreamWorks and also did some partnerships with Valve, uh, acquired both Infinity Ward and uh, Shaba Games 2003, along with uh, making a deal with Sega to publish U.S. releases of PC versions of some titles, especially Sonic Adventures. Uh, 
they then did stuff with um in 2005 there was Shaderworks with which they acquired um and along with Vicarious uh, Visions Toys for Bob and Beanox uh 2006 they secured game licenses for James Bond MGM from MGM Act Interactive um they in 2007 then acquired control of uh bizarre game creations and also acquired demonware in 2008 they merged they did the merger with vivendi games um to become uh inter sorry action uh activision blizzard then 2008 as well they acquired freestyle games 2009 it was uh seven studios then in 2010 they partnered up with bungie which was a big deal because we were hoping for another franchise uh, of another series of halo but we got destiny and um then destiny flopped and well after a while i should say and then we got destiny 2 which also didn't live up to expectations of the original destiny that we loved and then the desk a lot of the team behind that team for bungie kind of left which was already happening even before destiny 2 came out anyway uh then they will be um they started making the elite website for call of duty games in 2011 they relaunched sierra entertainment in 2014 2015 they partnered with nintendo uh and then 2016 they pretty much bought a whole lot of stuff from major league gaming now omega saying they bought candy crush and honestly candy crush i really don't care too much about the whole king games uh company i don't really care about too much but the point still stands for the most part is that you know this this company essentially is all oh really am i jeez thank you for telling me that uh <laughs> um essentially what it is is that Let me just fix this really quick so I'm not showing up as Overwatch anymore. Okay. Okay, updated. Thank you for telling me about that. Now, continuing on. Uh, essentially, yeah, like I was saying, Activision buys companies and sometimes actually just destroys them. Um, I do not say that lightly. And the reason for that is the reason why we're asking, is Activision Blizzard dying? And let's actually start to take a look at what's happening over on that side. Like I said in the beginning of the show, kind of as a precursor. 
in recent news, we have World of Warcraft, Battle of Azeroth. Now, for a lot of people, World of Warcraft has not been World of Warcraft since, well, I dare say Wrath of the Lich King. Cataclysm was not that exciting. Neither was Mr. Pandaria. Neither was Warfront. Neither was uh, Draenor, Warlords of Draenor, which, I mean, that one kind of picked up a bit. Um, in the whole Legion series. Uh, and then came Battle of Azeroth, which, you know, they changed up things yet again. And for a lot of people, it it kind of boils down to, you know, here's the thing, Blizzard. You don't always need to make changes to the way how we play the game. Like, sometimes you can leave the play system there, and we'll still enjoy the game. We'll still play it. Nothing needs to, if it, essentially, if it's not broken, don't fix it. And, and a lot of these things weren't broken. You just start to simplify things and simplify them and simplify them and simplify them. And then you make them more complicated. And so it doesn't really work, I should say. It's, it's caused a lot of people to leave World of Warcraft throughout the years, especially since Wrath of the Lich King has happened. And this has happened to me as well. I would come, I would play for a bit, I would try to get back into it. And I just can't. I'll make it back to, like, server-first raids and stuff like that. And I still can't just enjoy it. Like, I'll, I'll do it for the guilds. I'll do it for friends. I will do it for X, Y, and Z. But the reason why I'm playing a game should be for my enjoyment. And I don't always get that. Like, I'm sorry. I just didn't. And then... So esports never really took off. Like there were some really interesting things that Blizzard could have done to really push the esports aspect of it. Sure, PvP is there, which is player versus player, but that's still only one aspect of it. That's still you having to fight against other people. Um, there was like the fighting uh, raid bosses and seeing who actually can beat it first. That could have been a thing. And I think that was actually something that they did once and then just never did it again for whatever reason. And it was just sad. That said, moving on to one of their other games. And um, one of my favorites is Hearthstone. And a lot of people have started leaving. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but a fair amount of people have started to leave the Hearthstone team. Um, you have Ben Brode, who was kind of seen as the face of Hearthstone. Especially for his uh, announcements, how he, well, announced stuff. Um, and his personality that would have, that people would be enthralled by both in, ga in games when they're watching the uh, BlizzCon. Sorry, I don't know why I blanked with that. Uh, when they're watching announcements on the uh, new patches and stuff like that or whatever new videos they would have come out with we have artists leaving like one of my uh i dare say call him a friend uh jamaro kindred um and a number of other people that i've seen start to leave here and there uh starcraft has well i mean starcraft has always been starcraft it starcraft 2 has for some people never been the same to starcraft the original one but, I mean, for the most part, StarCraft 2, I really can't knock them on that one. They've kind of been consistent. 
and they haven't but the thing about it is they haven't really changed much and that's been one of the key things for me like if it's not broken don't fix it and they just haven't they haven't really tried to fix starcraft 2 uh you've got diablo and oh my gosh they screwed this one up they screwed the pooch um so the diablo series on a whole is loved by millions of people across the world it's a game that you can play on pc ps4 so on and so forth people have been waiting for news about diablo 4 for i would say about two years now and they kind of teased it they they kind of teased it and let you know at blizzcon last year that they would have found some news about it turns out that when blizzcon came around they decided nope we're not going to give you guys um diablo 4 we're going to give you diablo immortals a mobile game version of a prequel to doom i mean sorry not to doom to diablo and um fast didn't take to that very well the implementation that they did it's mainly a lot of people said that it was mainly because of the fact that they hyped up that it was probably going to be a diablo 4 game that they announced and then they gave us this which people weren't really looking forward to now granted i haven't played the game too much um it doesn't seem like it's a bad game from what i saw it's just not what people wanted um Omega saying they had the galls to introduce a mobile game and not show the other before, at least shown to be in the making. And yeah, that was that's that's kind of it. Like the reason why the they came back weeks later and said they didn't release anything about Diablo 4 is because when BlizzCon came around, they said, you know, we're not actually ready for it to be shown off yet. It's not quite polished off enough. And so they just yanked it entirely. And so it was just a mess on a whole part. And then we found out during one of the shareholder calls, Blizzard essentially told the shareholders that people loved the game and people did not love the game. So that kind of made it even more, seem like they were further out of touch with their community than they actually were. But I mean, can you blame the community for seeing it that way? Like, come on. And, well, when you actually get down to it, they could have just done it so much better. So, so much better. So, I'm, I'm a little sad. Especially, like, they're trying to hype up this new event that's happening in Diablo 3 now, saying that a particular event is coming back, so on and so forth. But people are tired. Like, you could say the darkening of Tristram is here again, but it's like, but it's the same thing. Give me something different. Like, I I want a new Diablo game. I I like that you guys, add, like, even if it was something simple, like adding in something like the secret cow stage or something like that, which they kind of previewed a few years ago at BlizzCon. You know, or, um, being able to play the original um, Diablo game inside Diablo 3. You know, something like that, just to quell the masses. To say, hey, we're still working, or at least acknowledging the fact that they're working on Diablo 4. They made zero mention of it. 
so yeah, that was not kosher. And so now people are wondering, like, what's happening? So we will see in time. Um, it's it's kind of already been said that Diablo Four is going to happen. We just don't have any information about it. Uh, and then you have, like I said earlier as well, Heroes of the Storm. This one is where we're really starting to wonder, because Heroes of the Storm was supposed to be kind of the uh the league of legends the dota 2 the uh essentially the moba game for blizzard and it's kind of funny because dota 2 was actually using a starcraft slash warcraft map um from back in the day and um they kind of blew up with that and then you know league of legends came out overtook dota 2 in some aspects and then mobas have just been trickling out like grease well <laughs> can't believe i actually just used that um and you know then eventually blizzard decided hey let's do our own and came up with heroes of the storm taking characters from all the all of their different well games from uh quite literally all of their different games and even even with uh, the last BlizzCon, introducing two completely new characters that have never existed in any of their games before. And people were actually enjoying that. And it actually started... Ooh, what just happened? Did, oh, Super Fast Jumper. Thank you for following and welcome to the Cookie Pack. Now, getting back on topic with this. Uh, well, we know what's happening now. It's just it's that not enough people were talking about it yet. And trust me when I say it's spreading like wildfire. Um, oh, Chilligan, Chilligan, thank you for killing my the only other MOBA I liked. <laughs> and yeah, so that's here's the thing, guys. Like people were st like this was becoming an esport, like a fully fledged esport. And while it wasn't the most popular one, it was still had a following and a sizable one at that. Like people were actually like making a living doing esports off of this game. Exactly. It had teams already ready for it. And like then quite literally one of the day it was like, hey guys, um, we're going to stop with esports with Heroes of the Storm. And quite literally, so many players, I will quote one, who said his entire team said, quote unquote, we are doomed. Because there was absolutely like no sort of, how should I put this? notice to any of the teams there was no notice to any of the hosts no notice to any of the speakers to any of the people that essentially made the esports community the esports community um and i mean hurts well heroes of the storm had a better community than the guys in chat are actually talking about it than i dare say league of legends and dota 2 and a lot of other mobas actually had like people would still like be 
toxic, but like once you reported them, like things were actually done, and it was actually not that bad. Like it was, it was actually pretty well done. Like they they handled things very well. Um, but they didn't handle this very well at all, and league reports were broken for five years. It took time. The community is cancer and Dota 2 is no different. I can kind of agree with you guys on that. Like, un- it's unfortunate to say, very unfortunate to say, but, um, like, I-, I was trying to find the article where the guy was talking about his team, but I can't. Um, but <laughs> this was starting to, this is starting to really wonder make us wonder what's happening because not only are they doing this with the esports they're then taking teams from heroes of the storm and putting them on other games um and sure omega you could look for that and just send it to me in the um chat and i'll open it up but um it's it's essentially i forget who it was but it was a team member who uh you know he said like his he was doomed his, his team was doomed uh they're trying to figure out what's going on with them so on and so forth i don't know if you could find it based off of that i have it saved somewhere um actually you know what hold on i could probably still find it but the key thing about it was the fact that they were actually getting rid of teams and putting them out of the games because just at blizzcon you quite literally just gave us new characters and now you're taking well resources away from the game and so now people are wondering is this game going to survive or is it going to just become a defunct game that doesn't really get any updates it's just kind of there and eventually will be closed off and become like a titan essentially um and then well children you kind of called it we have the overwatch scene um which (laughs) i'm not gonna get into the whole ellie controversy because that was dumb um knowing female gamers and players it was i'm just not gonna get into it i'm sorry guys like that was just horrible but ah here we go interview with rich who dominated heroes of the storm esports i woke up only to find i've lost my job he pretty much uh woke up and had to spend hours by himself trying to process this information because the rest of his team was asleep because of the time difference um and essentially goes on to say like he lost his job in his day with it and he made this video saying that and with a tone of regret rage and dejection in his voice um essentially they they asked him like how have you been after your team disbanded and he pretty much said ever since the cancellation announcement was made he's been focusing on streaming and managing his youtube channel but he's worried the results won't be good despite his time and effort because essentially you do have to start from scratch like this they're essentially making heroes of the storm defunct like 
they're, they're stripping it of its some of its real qualities and the ability for it to go widely spread because of it because there would be publishing it and putting it out there and streaming it and so on and so forth and having tournaments which you know was the thing uh, and you know there wasn't any notification like i said he was very distressed apparently many criticized blizzard for it for the discontinuation of the tournament um what he found most regretful about it was that they were if they were planning to discontinue it they should have let people know before blizzcon or at least during blizzcon also they didn't consider any of the problems that will be caused to the tournament ending only pro gamers and amateur gamers were playing in higher elo ranked games they can no longer play high elo ranked games due to discontinuation there are less than 200 grandmaster players you won't be queued up no matter how many hours you wait since it's hard to play ranked game now, it's just a matter of time before the rest of the players quit. So they have effectively killed off a portion of their game. And he also feels regret for the developers who have been putting out patches, ignoring player feedback so far. And they didn't fix the queuing system for the ranked games, even though it had many problems. The biggest regret would be the placement system. It was fixed now, but it used to be a, sim a system where you were placed by getting high MMR through playing quick matches not long ago there were too many people who abused the system to get placement but the devs never reset it in the end that's how the ranked game set in we needed a system where people could compete based on their actual ability but we never got it um he also said you know they asked him like some people in regard to fundamental fun in games and this is the reason for the problem heroes of the storm is a game where it's hard for specific players to stand out compared to other games in the AOS genre and he says like it's true that it's hard to stand out in this game and that's how it was since before recently they added a system that can make individuals players stand out with the talents that help individual scaling and that's it at this point like it's just about external problems more so than the game itself um he says that it would have turned out better if they could change the profit structure now this is what i actually disagree with because here's the storm and like a lot of their games have actually had a pretty good balance on microtransactions um he says that there were different ways to fix the prop profit problem like crowdfunding but blizzard chose to create a structure where even if they couldn't make a whole lot of profit there were many ways they could have made but by selling limited edition skins for the tournament and motivating the blizzard fans to collect them but I was sad to see that they couldn't make any use of that. Now, <laughs> Chilichin saying that these guys need not to be CEOs and get out of your world, you capitalist. I'll, I'll just say the word pigs. Um, Omega saying that it seems I feel the fire, my bad. Um, Chilichin asks, what do you think EA games and these companies are run by? people who don't even play these games well see that's the thing that's what people are worried that activision is doing because here's the thing all of these changes they're not by blizzard because guess what the executives are essentially being pushed out they they're being pushed out because they don't see the blizzard that they used to love there anymore that's why you have two C cfos leaving within the span of just a few months that's why you have quite literally the president and um 
oh wow i forget what his name was uh sorry what his previous title was but he was the president of blizzard and he left then you had you had so many people from blizzard leave because they didn't like the practices you had developers leaving because guess what activision actually decided to push blizzard to say hey these developers they actually get a cut of from the games and the profits and stuff like that take that away you're just getting paid to work you're not getting any of these extra profits we're going to cut that back you know and so a lot of people left because of that because they weren't getting paid a lot and to be honest from what i'm hearing they don't get paid very well compared to scale to some other um, dev companies um it's not it's not like unsustainable but living in cali and like rent and like just like the, the cost of living there that's that's hell so yeah that's not really a good thing a lot of people were making like they were making good money but a lot of them were actually just being able to live because of that profit sharing and that's gone now and so a lot of the like the community the family the the reason for why people stayed and worked hard on these games has essentially evaporated then they're no longer feeling that camaraderie anymore they're no longer feeling that love the executives are leaving um they're getting pushed to the point where they don't feel comfortable anymore and so yeah it's it's eventually going to become activision calling the shots which is something i see happening a lot with a lot of companies that are being run by a parent company up above where the parent company doesn't actually understand the uh the community for the for that particular company so it's not only hurting the company it's hurting the community and so people are starting to leave the games um that's where you get stuff like overwatch happening as well um, people are saying that the developers don't really listen to well the community and that a lot of characters are currently broken i mean that's and they they blame it saying that's why you have things like the goats comp the dive comp the owl comp um so on and so forth that are just steamrolling other uh comps and when i say comps i mean like particular characters that you play together to pretty much mash out whoever you're playing against um omega saying that they pay the bare minimum to keep the company running is what you're saying thinking so the higher ups shareholders and investments reap the rewards essentially but i wouldn't so far as to say it's the shareholders it's the people trying to please the shareholders because admittedly sure the shareholders could say hey we want more money but at the end of the day the company itself should be looking to make sure that they can continue making money and the best way to do that is to make sure that your community is happy and they're not doing that very well so it's kind of like you're stepping on your foot while shoving it up your face and into your mouth um yeah, you try to picture that one out right there. Uh, the, yeah, even esports players are getting crapped on by their contracts. You're right, children. You're right. And, you know, going back to Overwatch, um, quite honestly, people were wondering if there was actually going to be an Overwatch League this year. And then they finally, like, said, you know, it's going to happen. 
but like it was taking so so long and like that shouldn't be you shouldn't have people wondering for months if their profession is going to still be valid and then when you have something like heroes of the storm quite literally saying hey we're not doing it anymore that raises a whole lot of doubt on you know the professional esports players saying that they're going to be focusing on stuff like overwatch especially since things are broken there are still glitches quite literally in the last overwatch league i remember seeing a tracer put an explosive on someone who was too far away it still attached them and they blew up and died causing that team to lose and the hosts actually mentioned that 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 should not have happened So, there are still things that they really need to work out. Um, oh, here we go. Um, here we see. Later that month, Diablo creator David Berek appeared on the Twitch stream of Jungle Queen, his wife, and saying that Activision was dominating Blizzard. He mentioned that the company is getting rid of its employment sharing system, saying that from an imagined Activision Blizzard perspective, and so therefore you don't like this very much, Mike Harmon, the guy who left. Well, too effing bad, you're gone. To be fair, you know, Brevik had earlier said that he was drunk and clarified that he was only speculating, but the damage was already done. Quote unquote from ScreenRant.com. Uh I do remember seeing that uh, episode that he was, well, that stream that he was talking that, and he did say that, you know, people at Blizzard still came to him and still talked to him and still asked him, like, what his thoughts on more stuff, and from what he gathered and from what he can speculate, yeah, pretty much all of this is happening, and they're trying to, well, get rid of all the execu uh, executives, like I was saying. So... If we take a look, actually, at Activision Blizzard's stock reports from the highest point for 2018 was October 1st, 2018. And then it started to decline and decline and made a huge dip on November 8th, 2018. If we do something, let's see, Activision... October 8, 2018. Just do a Google search for that. Um, unfortunately, I'm not getting what I wanted to see. Uh, oh, well. I was hoping I could see some information about banners to what caused it, but there was a really sharp decline of about, let's see, that would have been about 68. Um, and it dropped down to 55. So that's a $13 share, essentially, that they uh, that they lost out on. And it's been continuously going down since then. Quite literally, it's been going on. It's only very recently started going back up, like within the past few days. And... So, yeah, um, that's because, you know, let's see, 
all the news is pretty much saying that the new the, the Netflix uh, poached the CFO, then the other CFO went to um, Square to take two leads, gaming name, names higher. JP Morgan upgrades Activision on long-term potential, which is probably the reason why some people are considering it. Um, either way. Guys, I I do have to wonder at this point, is Blizzard dying? Their money makers, which most notably are Ford's, um, World of Warcraft for the most part with their subscription base and the microtransactions in the game, along with their microtransactions in other games like Hearthstone, uh, Heroes of the Storm, uh, skins for like Starcraft 2 and um, you know pretty much their other games it's it's starting to make me wonder and not a good way because I will admit I still love her um, Hearthstone I still love playing Heroes of the Storm I still love Diablo and I don't want to see these games disappear I don't want to see this company disappear but that's what it, the way how it's looking like it might eventually end up if activision doesn't start actually listening to its community seemingly take its head out of its own backside and i don't know it's time will have to tell time will have to tell i get you to trying to make money and you're trying to cut costs but for a lot of companies that do that, they end up hurting themselves in the long run. And Activision, you've been buying companies for over two decades now, essentially. You should know better than this. Take a look at your partners in EA and stuff like that. You were once heralded, well, Blizzard was at least, as a monolith to gaming. You kind of still are a monolith in esports. Don't screw this up. Seriously. Your community is on their knees begging for you guys not to screw up. Hopefully sometime in the near future you guys decide to actually start listening again fixing these things that are plaguing the community i get certain things are not possible but maybe take a look at what other companies are doing like anthem or final fantasy and actually having streams and talking about the problems and saying you know hey like we get that this is happening uh this is not possible this is something we're working on in the future uh thanks for letting us know about this we'll look into it that kind of thing like that is where games need to start hitting that's what developers and CEOs need to start doing. Because people are looking at those two games right now. And they're killing it. People are loving them just for being open with them. So. Wow. Well, no, no, no. There are some good CEOs out there. You don't have to be an Elon Musk to be a good CEO. 
but you do have to have a good head on your shoulders. And admittedly, with a lot of these companies that decide to buy out places, they don't always seem to be very hands-on with stuff. And so it kind of leads into issues. So in that aspect, yes, you don't need to be. You just need to be the guy raking in the money and letting other people make the decisions who actually are a part of the community. <laughs> Chilijan says the, he's the only guy who shuts down for two hours for the local Overwatch battle. Granted, yes, but you don't need to be a CEO to do that. You can quite literally be a vice president or a director or somewhere inside, or even a manager can sometimes have that right to shut down their area to say, hey, you know, just for camaraderie, let's go and play a game of Overwatch or play a game of this or something like that. So, and there are people that do that. And like, that's why companies like Facebook and Google and so on and so forth have some of the facilities that they do, like ping pong tables, Nerf um, guns, you know, stuff like that. I remember. Anyway, yeah, I'm not going to bring up that company's name because they've done a whole lot of crap too, because they sold out a few times as well. But, yeah, that's that's going to end it for tonight, guys. Um, I do want to point out, you know, feel free to join the Discord chat. It's going to be in the description. Uh, it's If you're watching this on Twitch, then, or Mixer or anything like that, then, you know, descriptions are right below. The link for the Discord is right below. If you missed any part of this episode, it's going to be on YouTube. Or you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, our website, morecookies.com. That's M-O-A-R cookies.com. Uh, or, you know, just feel free to follow us. You know, if you're watching this on YouTube as well, click that subscribe button and that little bell to let us, you know whenever we actually upload something new. And it'll let you know like that we're doing something. And um, don't forget, guys, Esports Wrap. This show is Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Tech Talk, our partner show is on sorry not tech talk more tech is on thursdays at 6 30 p.m eastern standard time as well so we'll be seeing you guys on thursday and don't forget to stop by for any of our gaming streams where we just chill out have fun and play with our some of our co-hosts our some of you guys and uh until next time guys this is more cookies take care